What's up, Nana Nation, and thank you for downloading this. If you're a lover of the Toronto Blue Jays, this is the podcast for you. This is a short ramble of myself and Mike, the coach, Paracone, getting down and dirty on the little recap of the Toronto Blue Jays so far. This was recorded right before the highlight reel dive over the catcher by Chris Coughlin. Um, a very soon-to-be iconic look and hopefully a rallying point for the Toronto Blue Jays. They did end up winning that game and then dropping the doubleheader in St. Louis. But hopefully it's a kick in the pants the boys need to get going. The, the Blue Jays currently sit last in the Atlantic, oh wow, the Atlantic, the East, but hopefully something magical to come. We got Jesse Ball Walker coming in next week. We got Mike the Coach Pericone coming in next week. We're going to do a proper Blue Jays edition, a little recap of the month of April. And a little breakdown of numbers and stats and they give us our give our opinion on all that stuff. So with that being said, thank you so much for downloading this. This is Blue Jay Edition number two, late. You know, he's already changed quite a bit in the ten days. I'm sure you can attest to a lot of that too, right? So it's amazing. It's sweet. I love it and um I mean, it. The first two weeks, everyone tells tells us it's a it's a honeymoon phase, and I get I get why it would be. But yeah. right now, it's little things like um, like when she kind of half smiles at me. Like she, I, you know, I don't know what she's thinking about, but she's obviously thinking of something to make her smile, and I like to assume that that's me. And right. that, that yeah. little baby grin, and then I realize she's about to have explosive diarrhea. Oh, for sure, dude! Yeah. Absolutely, I know. I already know his poop face. I figured it out already. Already, eh? Ten days in, he gets all. Yeah, he gets googly-eyed for a second, does a little head shake there, and then opens his mouth like an O, and it's like, oh, here it comes. Yeah, yeah. Every time, you know. Release the hounds. Yeah, dude, it's funny. It's funny. Uh, so cute. Yeah, like, I'm... I'm like head, I'm like head into it, man. I try and do as much as I can. My wife ended up having a C-section there, right? So she she's had a little bit of a recovery phase there. But honestly, she's way ahead of schedule and she's a champ. So oh, fantastic! Um, I, I want to know yeah, all about it, but I really want to save that for the uh, we're going to be dads yeah, podcast. For sure. for sure. All right. So you ready to get into this, buddy? This is the Not After Thirty podcast, a podcast about reminiscing about your twenties while surviving your thirties. Now, it's time for the show. What's up, Nation and lovers of the Toronto Blue Jays? This is Blue Jay Edition 2017.2. I'm joined on the phone with brand new dad, Mike, Papa Coach, Paracone. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. How you doing? I'm, I'm really, I'm doing really well. Yeah. Both uh, fresh new dads here. We were just talking about it before we came on That's air it. here. Lots of fun times here on on this side of the ball anyways. I have a feeling that uh, that our little little couple minute ramble will end up on the podcast. So they'll, they'll have heard all about it because <laughs> we don't really edit anything here. All right. So Mike and I, um, like Mike just said, we're new dads. We're going to be talking about the Blue Jays, but we're not probably going to be in-depth as we usually are, just due to we haven't watched as much Blue Jays as we, we would have at this point. But there are a lot of talking points that I want to get into. Um, yeah. So let's get into it. Mike, do you want to take a gander at what the Blue Jays record is right now? Oh, geez, I, I was going to say, uh, off the top of my head, I want to say, like, what, 5-13 and 13 or something? Am I close? Very close. Uh, excluding last night's loss, a, a heartbreaking 2-1 loss, the Jays currently yeah. sit at 5-14, and nine, uh, five and 14, just under 20 mm. games on the season. Um, they are playing 
the Cardinals coming up on Tuesday, or today, I guess. And yeah. um, so we'll see how that series goes. The Cardinals are almost 500 right now, so they're at 9 and 10 on the season. Uh-huh. So, I mean, they're really where the Jays, where we're hoping the Jays are striving towards is just 500 ball right now, trying to maintain yes. uh, and try to salvage this season before it goes right into the shitter. Yeah, how far do you think we are from that point? Like, too far gone? Because I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm sure you read the articles that I do, and you're kind of up on it. It's funny you mentioned St. Louis there, and I read, I, you know, I read a decent amount about baseball, and I read that St. Louis was a struggling team, and then I looked at their records, and yeah, they have some underperforming hitters, some of the same problems we have, but on the whole, I don't think, I don't know, I guess they're a better team than us, but they shouldn't be by much, and yet they've they've found a way to win those two one games. I imagine that's probably what's gotten there because we've had a couple of those. I don't want to sound like we have excuses because, quite frankly, we've underperformed, and uh, and that's that's the reason. It's not injuries or anything else, but you know, like. I wonder. I wonder if uh, maybe uh, you know, probably three or four. It feels like three or four or five games so far. We've lost by one run, or or you know, like I, you know, and they'll swing the other way, and we're not nearly as nervous as we are now, and yeah. as we should be, to be honest with you, with the rates we're going at now. Well, I want to put it out early. I want to thank you for assuming that I read. I don't, but everything <laughs> I've seen so far is um, it's kind of heartbreaking ball. It's um, if if we were. Uh, a team that didn't have any all-stars and had a couple of prospects and we were doing this, I could completely understand, but we are, the, the Blue Jays are a team of savvy veterans with a lot of experience who are underperforming. Um, and it, it, that, that's heartbreaking knowing the last two seasons of successful winning um culture that's in the Blue Jays that the Blue Jays have, have forged for themselves and it's heartbreaking to know that they're doing they're underperforming so much and you know the Jays the Jays lineup is considered one of the like the, the batting the batter's lineup that they have is considered one of the better ones in baseball. Their pitching staff is top five in the league. Their bullpen yeah. isn't as bad as it has been the last two seasons. It's actually in really good shape. Yet we right. can't put they can't put anything together. So, so what? Okay, I realize we're a little farther down the rabbit hole this season than we were last season. But last season we got off to a slow start. <clears throat> I'd like to think that coming off of 2015 and just the look of the team and the outlook, and we we kind of figured like, you know what? We can write this ship. It's not a problem. These guys have done it before, so on and so forth. And and uh, we feel like we can come back. And sure enough, we did. And, and we had a, we had a pretty uh, successful season on the whole. What would you say is the difference this year? Or and are you feeling that way? Or is a you know 250 winning percent percentage through 20 games you know whatever percentage of the season is that uh, 12 or 13 percent of the season is that enough for you to say uh you know what that's a huge deficit and i don't know that outside of you know a huge streak like we had in 2015 after the too low and price deal to even make the playoffs we need do we need that already to even guarantee our our you know our, our future fortunes or like what's i i guess i'm kind of curious as to your temperature of why things have gone this way and why we're a little bit more nervous it seems uh, this early on than we would have been last year um, okay, good question. This is what I'm thinking is going on. Uh, I think that uh, the the spring training that everyone dismissed that it's just spring training, it doesn't matter, mattered. I believe that a guy like Tulowitzki, even Travis, like they, they talked a lot about on the broadcast last night that Travis, because he, nerv- he was nursing an injury, really didn't get the cuts he needed in spring training to really swing the bat well. Um, I feel like the lack, the really relaxed approach that the Jays took to the spring training is hurting them now. Um, I know you had guys like 
like uh, Stroman and Batista, uh, who played in the World Baseball Classic. I can't remember the rest of the Jays that played, but uh, I'm sure there was yeah, a handful. Osuna and a handful Osuna, of yeah. yeah. So, you know, Osuna starting this season on the DL. Um, Batista underperforming. I mean, way underperforming. He had, had a pretty good spring in WBC, too. It wasn't yeah, all that bad, anyways. That, and just kind of went into a funk as soon as the regular season started. So, <clears> so, <throat> so weird. Um, Stroman, I mean, Stroman is a one bright light and unfortunately with his starts he just hasn't gotten the love that he needed the last game he played in california he he put on a gem um yeah but he hasn't got the run support and he he's probably the best player on the team right now he and yeah hard to argue with that yeah and 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 i want to make this bold prediction just on the early season so far last year was sanchez's year this year's gonna be stroman's year you're gonna see this guy be more competitive um, with his teammates as opposed to the opposition just because he wants he wants what Sanchez had last year which was an incredible season uh, with a whole bunch of, of um, fanfare and and I guess praise from the media he wants that yeah. this year and you can see that in the way that he pitched in the WBC he pitched that beautiful uh, championship game for the, the US and he, you can yeah. see it in his performances so far he's I feel like he's in early midseason form already Hard to disagree, man. He's getting better and better every start, going nine innings and, you know, throwing 100 pitches-ish or less, um, you know, in two of his starts so far. Like, really, really impressive stuff, uh, really coming into his own. And I think it uh, be interesting to see, that depending on how the Jays decide to go and whether or not, uh, you know, uh, on our next edition or shortly after we're talking about are these guys starting to sell or rebuild or whatever, what a guy like Marcus Stroman, uh, what his plans are for the future and how long we got to control him for another competitive window. I don't want to talk too much into that because because I don't think the season is over. I think you have to critically look at the team probably after about 60 games. I think that's enough that you can sort of say, okay, we really have no shot anymore. So I think in a month, month-ish time, we'll have a better chance at that. But I'm curious because I think he's, uh, yeah, he looks, uh, he's very, very deceptive with, with his pitches. He's getting tons of ground balls, uh, which is his bread and butter, his breaking stuff. You know, he's getting people to bite. No, he's, he looks great. Like, and clearly one of the, uh, I'd say the few bright spots in an otherwise kind of dismal season so far. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you this last week uh, before Tulo went on the DL I, I thought that you probably had a permanent boner walking around because Tulo your your Blue Jay crush your yep. main man on the Jays number two in your programs number one in Mike Perconi's heart is he was on fire buddy he he would hit anything that was thrown close to the strike zone um, and then unfortunately he has that he has that right now that, that new run on the DL that 10 day that brand new 10 day DL deal yeah. Um, but, I mean, we'll, we'll put this out there. The injuries right now. So let's get them out of the way early. We got Sanchez with a blister, Hap with a sore elbow, slash bicep. Um, we got Tulo. Do you know what Tulo's injury is? Uh, I want to say it's a hamstring or something hamstring like that. Hamstring. And, and then um, Donaldson with a calf. Yeah. So you're looking at four of your possible five top guys in the team. Or, I mean... Right. You know, two two valuable pieces, components of the, the starting rotation. Uh, maybe your best pitcher last year and your second best pitcher last year in respectable order. And then you have right. Donaldson, you know, MVP slash team leader slash clubhouse king slash, you know, real catalyst on the team out. And then yep. you got Tulo, who, who is your, who's your, you know, soft, smooth, you know, buttery player on the team who, who really is, is taking the role of Wiley Veteran to heart he yeah. he's a guy that controls the infield the, the quarterback of the infield 
um, he's out too. And, and and these are injuries that we expected at the beginning of the season. The Jays staff, the Jays coaching staff is, or I'm sorry, Jays management is looking like geniuses for getting rid of Upton and holding on to Goins because he's had a really impressive couple games. He has. And, you know, I think there was a the right play when, when they got, I, I was upset to see that Upton really didn't catch a stride, catch a break in Toronto. And I thought he's yeah. a great guy to have on the bases, but you gotta get guys on base for him to run, and then he, that, yeah. and that's only happening two or three innings, possibly out of a, out of a game that might be winning. So I'm happy to see that they made the right decision keeping Ryan Gones, who's been stellar, and he would have not lasted on the on the open market. Some guy, somebody. Well, if you look at it, yeah, and just to cut in here, uh, Upton, he's I know he signed a minor league deal with I believe it was the uh, Giants, but I haven't seen him play in the majors yet, so it doesn't look like a bad decision. Whereas you're right, I think Gones would have been a utility player on another club probably right away. Yeah, yeah, big up, and 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 I, I love the idea of having Pierce, Barney. Gones, um, Pompey, all on the bench, ready to go. Yeah, now Pompey's got a concussion, I think, and he, or he, right. he had some injuries. He's in a 60-day DL in the minors. I noticed they switched him to that recently. But, um, you know, I still think he's a 40-man roster guy, potential playoff. <laughs> I hate to say, you know, in, the, in the perfect world, he would be right. a 25th man on your playoff roster, right? Yeah, so. yeah I think I think you're right. Um, I, I, I like that. I feel that that's good. I think for... The crazy AL East that the Jays play in, which yeah. is like insane, because the AL East right now has more ten game or ten game plus winners than any other division in baseball. Which we know. I mean, we've been Blue Jay fans long enough. We know that the AL East is too crazy, anyways. So when right. so just having, I mean, the Jays are the only team in their division without ten wins. Every other team yes. has ten wins or more. Um, they're right. Their streak, the last ten games, are four and six, which any other time of the year would be horrible. But considering how bad the season started, four and six is very close to five hundred balls. So that's got to be a positive sign. Sure, sure. You got to find some positivity there. They are trending in the right direction. I watched a little bit last night too, and I, th- I thought I saw some better at bats. Some guys working themselves out of their one thirty batting average, and you know maybe uh, attacking good pitches, seeming to be getting more comfortable. Um, Still, you know, still severely lacking. I know our offense. I was it something like Eric. I remember this Eric Thames guy. He's on fire. He had home. He had more home oh, yeah. runs than the entire Blue Jays team last time I checked. So you know, like yeah. we're not playing the brand of baseball successfully that we need to to win. So Eric Thames um, used to be a Blue Jay. Oh, I remember Eric Thames. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I, I was getting all excited when he came here. I'm like, dude, that guy was. You know, I heard them talking. Oh, he must be on PEDs. No, he was that huge when he was with us. He was a big ass dude, and he okay. just couldn't hit the baseball. Uh, so. I, I got a quick Eric Thames story for you. I met Eric Thames at. I went to a, season, a Blue Jays season ticket holder um, appreciation day, and Eric Thames right. was signing balls. And Todd Crop Top Payne was a huge nice. Eric Thames fan. So I actually—he's a Sabres fan, so that works perfectly. Yeah, doesn't it make sense? Yeah, I got Eric Thames to sign a baseball for Todd. Signed it, Eric. um, Don't stop dreaming, Eric Thames to Supa Dupa, which which is Todd Payne's uh, softball nickname, and uh, I presented that to Todd, and that that is the crown possession at his man cave bar at uh, at Casa La Payne. 
Nice. So, that's a very thoughtful gift. Yes. And I like the and personalization, and that's awesome. Then I actually got Eric Thames to look. I have it somewhere. I'm going to see if I can find the video. I'll post it on the thread. But I got him to say that the Chuggernauts rule and the Master Batters drool. I got him to actually say oh, that on camera. So good. Yeah. So good. You can Dude, you suck did work it. that day. Eh? Oh, that's fantastic. You, you don't even want to know the work I did that day. We actually we met Jose Batista, and, and um, I told him that my wife has a crush on him. And yep. he said to me, what do you mean he's got a crush on you? You're such a good-looking guy. From that day on, I became a yep. Jose fan. I was like, oh, yeah, my God. Yeah, I'm proof of that. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, buddy. So, anyways, let's get back on those track. pictures, actually, you and your wife, actually. Those are nice pictures. That was, that, like, five, six years ago or something? Yeah, that, that was the last year of the Jays era before they went into the, the new old logo. So, that was, right. uh, okay. yeah. So, 2014, I think. Sweet. All right. So, um, let's talk about our designated hitter. Yeah. So... I pulled some stats um, because I was very curious to know how the balance was was happening with Edwin being gone and the Jays picking up uh, Big Mo, a.k.a. Kendris Morales. And uh, I, w- I was very interested to know what, what it was going to be. Like, what? how are the numbers different? Like, how good is Edwin doing now that he's on a Blue Jay compared to, to everything else? Oh, and I had it, uh, and I can't find it right now. I'm, I was su- Actually, okay. you want to look at like both of them this year? Give me two seconds. I yeah. Can pull that up. Okay. I, I had I had I had it up, but I just don't. I can pull up. Sorry, guys. Sorry for everybody listening. Yeah, no, it's fine. Little, this is daddy duty at the same time. Exactly. We're doing we're doing right. the omens work. If you right now. if you pull up if you pull up Edwin, I got Kendra's already up. Okay, so I got Eddie's stats for the year. Okay, so um, at bats. Big Mo. Bats, I've got 66 at bats. Big Mo's got 75. Seven runs scored, three home runs, one R- uh, sorry, seven RBIs with a 212 batting average. All right. So 212 okay, batting average. Okay. At 75 at bats, more at bats, Big Mo's got a batting average of 240, three home runs, 10 RBIs, and an OPS of just under 700. Sounds like the same player. It sounds like the exact same player, except. Nine grand, nine million dollars less a season. Right. Yeah. I feel That's good. Exactly what I, did. I feel good about this. I think Morales has been one of the better players for the Blue Jays this season so far. He's been consistent. He's trying to rile the bats. I saw him. I saw him get a. I think um, uh, extra. I think it was a double or it, maybe it was a nice single. But I saw him yell at yell at the bench. Let's go, boys. Let's get it going. I saw him do the little hand toss. I am so excited for this guy as one of those driving forces on the bench. The guy that Jose was two seasons ago, rallying the troops. Jose's right now in a slump, and he, you can see how upset he is and see how him he's underperforming. I think Morales is going to be that be that guy to kind of add some consistency to the lineup. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're right. I think he has been one of the most consistent players. And before Tula went down, I'd say he was our best offensive player for sure. And then uh, Morales would probably be right there uh, after him. So uh, power production on our team is across the board. He's not getting any runners on base to drive in, and so that's still reasonable numbers considering like a guy like Manny Machado on the Orioles had 10 RBIs when I looked yesterday. So I mean that's not a, a bad number. It's you know those guys out there with 20, but they're getting more opportunities. So. Um, no, I still expect him to have you know a power bump and 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 
not don't forget. Now the only thing is to remember is that Eddie uh, is a slow starter and really never gets his bat going until about early June, until when you can really rely on it, and then he'll bust out with some 15 home run, uh, you know, June or July or something like that, and then all of a sudden he's at the top again. So he's a I don't want to call him a streaky hitter, but he definitely takes time to warm up. He, but, he uh, finishes well. I like him. I like. Yeah, I like Morales' approach at the plate. I like that he can hit from both sides of the plate. I like that he's played a bit of first base so far and looked good doing it. Yeah, no, he's great. I actually didn't know much about him, uh, and I enjoy watching him play. I like he, unlike most of the Jays hitters, has like a, a disciplined approach at the plate. He's not boom or bust necessarily, and his raw power carries him through when he gets a hold of one, right? Yeah. But, uh, no, I like it. I like. I like the. I like. It's an approach change from the Jays, who have just been far too much home run or nothing, uh, and it's a little bit of stability in the middle of that lineup, being able to not worry about platoons and, and you know you can put them up there against Chris Sale or you know or, or a, a power arm, you know, a right hander. It's not a big deal. He can handle them both. Now, do you, do you think the Jays are taking a different approach at the plate this season? It seems to me like they're they're concentrating a little bit more on contact as opposed to home runs. See, I I would love to say that's the case, but I don't necessarily see that in the results. Like when I, and maybe this leads to you watching uh, a bit more live baseball than I have. I've been catching a lot of the Blue Jays and Thirty recaps and stuff like that, trying to catch up that way. But you know, it, you would think there would be more runners on base. I know that they're walking enough, but they're not. The situational hitting is clearly not uh, the, the correct approach. A lot of a lot of when you're hitting at a high level, you really have to go up there with a plan. And I feel like they, it looks to me like they don't necessarily have a plan or that opposing teams have figured them out and throw Jose Batista, you know, four breaking balls in a row and he right. bites at two of them and lets one of them go by that he doesn't think is a strike and he's out. And it's like, you know, I don't, they're not, they're either pitching him high in the zone with fastballs or they're giving them nothing but garbage and it's worked. So, yeah. and we sort of saw that. That's what Cleveland did to us. That's what Kansas City did to us in our ALCS, uh, you know, runs there. So uh, I don't know that they're necessarily making a contact approach. At least uh, the results haven't yielded that yet. If they have it, they would be smart to do it because there's enough raw power that a lot of those balls will go out of, you know, predominantly AL East parks often enough, you know. So I think that there definitely is an approach change that's been needed, and that's why we tried to go get Pierce and we tried to get Morales and change the approach of our team through a, a, a addition by subtraction in some cases, right? But, uh, you know, I... I if they're trying it, it's not working, and they're not executing it properly. And at the same time, I don't think the home runner nothing approach is necessarily the right way to go either. Although we have had success with it in the past, I think that that I, I worry when you don't have a disciplined approach against some excellent pitchers who are only getting better. And I feel I feel like premium pitching is really really ramping up in this era of baseball. As this and guys are boomer bust, they are slugging. So and the successful teams are the ones that are making the minor adjustments and being able to play a little bit of small ball without giving up power so yeah. um, maybe it's what's needed maybe the execution needs better but either way they're just sort of floundering right now and uh, I don't really know who's to blame except for I, I guess you got to put it on the veterans and the guys who aren't performing the guys who have been there before and the ones that we relied on for you know those couple years of excellent you know baseball all right Mike I'm gonna go through a couple of the uh, batting stats I want you to give me a, a boom or bust on the top three players of these categories okay are you are you happy to see the the guys there or are you are you surprised not surprised you let me know how you feel about this batting averages we got mr superman aka big catch kev aka kevin pilar top of the batting average batting an impressive 303 something i would love to see him maintain over the season but really being selective at the plate what do you think is this boom or bust 
Uh, I think uh, Kevin Pillar is booming right now. I think he has changed his game, and I think he's become uh, a more patient uh, hitter, a guy, you know, he's he was always, uh, of the swing and miss game that we like to play, he was the example of what not to do, because he would go up with the same approach of some of our elite power hitters and that like that, and uh, he would, you know, and they would just take advantages of, of it, because he'd be cutting, taking cuts at absolutely everything, in and out of the zone and, and whatever, so he's clearly worked on his game, and uh, is much more disciplined up there, and it looks like he's going up and looking for one pitch and one pitch only, as opposed to switching everything, so he's earned himself that leadoff position, Devin Travis has had a horrendous start to the season, uh, and, and Kevin Pillar, uh, through his you know solid uh, everyday defensive play, you never want to take him out of the lineup with that glove, uh, has earned his way to the top of that to that uh, of that uh, batting order, I and I can't see anybody taking him out right now. I don't see anybody else, and I don't. I think Devin Travis or whoever else, or you know, I'm not even sure of any other potential leadoff hitters that we would have. But I, I really maybe. feel like. I, yeah, they, they would have to do a lot of really, really good things. I mean, Carrera, you can throw in there once in a while when you want the lefty bat. Sure, that makes sense. That's the platoon thing. But otherwise, like, I think he's uh, well-deserving. I don't know that he can keep it up with a 300 rate. I, I, you know, show me, prove it to me over right. a, a year, and I'll believe you. But at the same time, he's already set himself up for probably a better batting average than he's ever had with this really nice heart, uh, hot start to the season. And things like that, like changes in approach, changes in your game. He hasn't changed his skills. He's changed the way he attacks the baseball. So I believe in those kind of changes, and I don't think it takes forever to kind of sort those out and see who's made those obvious changges. So, yeah, he's a big-time boom for me and, and, and a pleasant change that, I'd, you know, he could end the season with a 270 batting average, and I'd be uh, jumping for joy. Yeah. Okay, we'll look at home runs. we got three guys tied for home runs. we got Big Mo, Kendris, Kendris Morales, Big Catch Kev, and uh, the guy that everybody wanted gone, including myself at the beginning of the season, Justin Smoke, with three home runs um, tied for first. Uh, Morales, I'm not surprised by. Pilar, I'm surprised by. Smoke, I'm su- very surprised by. What do you think? Right. Well, I, it's, I think Justin Smoke's home run ability is tied to his playing time. I think when we saw in, what was, I think it was 2015, if I'm not mistaken, where him and Colabella were essentially platooning and, and uh, you know, I, I, he hit his, you know, they hit a combined 30 plus home runs, if I'm not mistaken. No, he's getting, I mean, he's getting a decent amount of playing time um, and he's run into a couple of fastballs. I bet you his batting average is probably 200 and if it's not, it will be at the end of the year because he is Kevin Pillar's approach last year with more power. His, so, his batting um, average is 271, so it's it's probably higher than okay. than average, but hey, that's good. I'll take it. But it, it, that's good. And now those stats take a long time to normalize, so we'll right. talk about that in a month and see where he's at, but like, he has a, a, a huge track history, you know, multiple years of, of not changing his approach. You yeah. know? So, But he has the raw power that if you leave a, you leave a hanger over that plate, he's going to knock it out. He's You know, it's, there's no singles with him. Right. So, um, no, he doesn't necessarily surprise me. I would, I would expect him to hit 20 home runs with the amount of playing time he's going to get this year, and I would hope for more if we're going to try and make a comeback here. Um, but Kevin is a little surprising. I, I don't think the power game is his type of game. But, you know, uh, I mean, I really feel like in the AL East, with a decent you know amount of athleticism, which clearly he has, and a little bit of pop, you can hit 20 home runs pretty much in your sleep. Um, 
you know, in the in the right circumstances. So, it, would he, if he got 20 home runs this year, would it surprise me? No. I would. The other fellow, Kevin Kiermaier in Tampa Bay, similar player. You know, not a huge bat. Also batting at the top of Tampa Bay's lineup. You know, he's got four or five home runs already. So, I think that in this age of people changing their approaches and going more for the home run and really focusing on fly balls and fly ball distances and launch angles, all this stuff you're getting out of Statcast that these players never really realized before. I think you will see an uptick in home runs and and and. So Kevin Pillar could very well be up there. Uh, I'd still say it's a bust. I'd still say it's under uh, the likelihood he does it, but it wouldn't completely surprise me. And Kendrick Morales is, to me, he's on his way to uh, to 30. You can see it in the swing. He's, yeah. he's uh, mid-season form already. All right. I'm going to fly by these next ones pretty quickly. RBIs, we got two guys tied at 10 each. That's your boy Tulo and Big Mo. Uh, I'm just happy to see Morales at the, at the top of a lot of these offensive stats. Um, right. You're, and, and Tulo's injured, but... I'm glad that he's got this early jump to his stat game. Yep, absolutely. Both of them uh, uh, consistent, proven performers who we will definitely rely on if we need to be talking uh, talking about our future in the, in a month. Yep. Uh, stolen bases really quickly. This is a, a tough stat for Jays fans because we are one of the slowest teams in the league. And as of yep. recently, and especially in California, they tried really hard to steal some bases, got caught every time. Um, mm-hmm. Kev Pilar leads with two stolen bases. I don't want to spend too much time on it. Um, okay. OBP, uh, we got uh, surprisingly Russell Martin leading the pack at a uh, at a OBP of 339, followed by Kev Pillar at 338. Very close stats. Um, we've already spoken about Kevin Pillar's ability to get on base this season, uh, but right. Russell Martin has a complete opposite problem. So I'm surprised to see him at the top of this. Yeah, that's interesting. I guess he I guess he was taking a lot of walks uh, when he was batting a buck. Or, or sorry, uh, fifty cents or whatever it was. Yeah. You know, like he. I, I assume he must have been still getting his walks, and that's you know that's an approach that the Blue Jays have had success with in the past a lot. Uh, I believe that guys like Russell Martin and Jose Batista and probably, probably Kendrick Morales, like proven uh, major league veterans uh, who have kept their job and have had some offensive success, could learn how to take a walk. Especially a guy who spends his life behind the dish and knows, yeah. knows what to look for, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I guess that's that, that that actually makes a bit of sense. Now, and he's had a, he's had a little bit of a power spurt recently, if I'm not. Yeah, you're so, right. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, maybe he's. Uh, I think he's. A, I don't think he's a big time hitter. I think he's a 240 hitter with the potential to hit. You know, a 16 to 20 home runs in a, in a good year and uh, and get on base. So that's we, we expect Russ to do a lot of different things. And uh, if he can keep around the, the, those numbers, I'm pretty happy. Right. On. Well, the last one we'll finish up here with is on base plus slugging. So the OPS. Um, yeah. Justin Smoke leading the way, Kevin Pillar and Kendris Morales. What is it, by, if I may? If I may yeah, ask for sure. Uh, Smoke is at 8.43 and followed okay. behind. Um, right right close behind is Pillar at 8.24. Morales a little bit lower at 6.92. But uh, those two boys hitting the eights, I'm okay with that for sure. That's really good, but that's where that's where we need like our mid. We should we should almost be banking on Batista Donaldson, health permitting, of course. Yeah. Batista Donaldson Morales to all be plus eight hundred OPS guys. So, yeah. which means their OBP is about three hundred or more, probably a little bit more, and their slugging is about five hundred. Uh, so. Uh, you know the op. Uh, sorry, the on base plus slugging. You know, so I, I think that that's a little, it's a little disappointing. To be honest with you, that's that's a clear representation that if just just smoke is fine and he, he won't do that sustainably because he gets out too much. But if Falar is essentially your everyday leader in slugging percentage uh, on base plus slugging, uh, that tells you all you need to know about what we're doing wrong. Right on. 
All right, buddy, let's pack this one in. This is Blue Jay Edition Light. We're going to be back next week. Uh, Mike and I are going to sit down. We're going to record um, the We're Going to Be Dads finales, uh, and those yeah. will be out in the next couple of, um, of days. And I'm so excited, Mike. Uh, um, now that for us... The labor has happened. We can concentrate more on Blue Jay stuff. So I'm super excited for that. Yeah. So yeah, the least being over too. That was a heck of a run. Shout out to that because I mean I'm I'm a big time baseball fan, but I've always been a, a Maple Leaf fan at heart too. A big bonding thing with my dad growing up was uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. So I I was really excited by that playoff run. I had a great time watching five of six games go to overtime and uh, scaring the crap out of everybody going forward. So go Leafs, go! Is it, it you? Uh, you nailed it, buddy. We'll talk more about that next week when we get into the cut. Um, we've got okay. two and a half weeks before the new studio is up. And that's going to be all exciting stuff. But with that being said, let's say goodbye to the Blue Jay Edition Light. Uh, Mike, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule for doing this via satellite and um, everything else we got going on. Um, Not After 30 fans. We did hit a little bit of a lull, but we're back in action. We're going to go full steam ahead. We got a Leaf edition coming up, uh, which we'll be kind of nailing off the end of the season. We'll, we'll do another. We'll do a full Blue Jay edition with Jesse uh, and Mike, hopefully in studio. We'll get that going. Um, John Denoir is going to be back in. Miss Six is going to be back in. We're going to see if we can get Dave back in. Uh, we're getting back in the cut. So thank you so much for waiting for us, being, being patient, and, and, of course, downloading this and listening to us. Thank you so much, Mike Papa Bear. Um, yeah. I, I can't wait to talk about the baby stuff with you. It's going to be so much fun. Get here early. We'll crack a couple daddy beers and we'll make this happen. Yeah. Sounds good, buddy. Nice talking to you. And uh, let's uh, send some positive vibes to our boys there. I think we really need a nice little, uh, you know, 10 and 5 streak to kind of rate this ship and uh, see if we can't uh, make some noise this year. I think you're right. All right, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you guys soon.